0: So what it is, and welcome again to another episode of Latin in Laymans. I got this one prepped big time. I don't know. I'm probably going to put this into a few parts because of how much I have jotted down because for today, we're going to be getting into some nitty-gritty medical stuff. We're going to be diving into neurohormones, and I'm actually going to talk about what hormones are essentially and where they etymologically derive from. Then we'll talk about what neurohormones hormones are, what encompasses said neurohormones, and then we're going to talk about all of the neurohormones that uh, are associated with um, both the actual functions within the body, the secretions, the roles that they play, um, their chemical structures, all that good stuff, as well as the etymology of these terms that we've coined Um, you know, they're neologos or that that term where it's basically neologism is like the creation of new words essentially from knowing other words, right? And then basically we manipulate it and create our new words from said older words and their roots and prefix and affix and suffixes and all that good stuff. So if you're interested, let's dive on into it. It's going to be a little bit of a um it's gonna be a lot of information, but really great information. And if anybody is in uh, a medical class, um, anatomy, physiology, um, the the knowing these terms etymologically can really help you understand exactly what they mean, um and what their functions are, and you know, the productions, the releasings of uh said hormones and all that good stuff. So that being said, I can't forget to plug myself, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Cast, wherever you guys find your podcasts. Hit me up, give me some storage. I would appreciate it big time. Alrighty. The first one that we're going to talk about is noradrenaline. This is also known as nora epinephrine, um, which is a neurotransmitter and hormone that plays a role in the body's fight or flight response. So, Noradrenaline, also known as norepinephrine, like I talked about, is, it comes from the Greek words hormone, again, setting in motion. The term nor in noradrenaline comes from the chemical structure of the molecule, which is modified, a modified form of adrenaline, aka epinephrine. Um, so it indicates that nor prefix indicates the methyl group that has been removed from the molecule compared to adrenaline. The term adrenaline comes from the Latin words ad renal, meaning near the kidney or towards the kidney, ad towards renal kidney. Uh, um, is going to be, uh, dealing with the kidneys essentially and all that stuff. Renal, um, deals with the kidneys. If you didn't know, there you go. As adrenaline is produced by the adrenal glands that sit atop the kidneys. If you look at an uh, anatomy picture the adrenal glands literally sit on top um so noradrenaline is produced in the brain and the adrenal glands and uh then it plays that role in regulating the b- blood pressure the heart rate the glucose metabolism all that good stuff glucose sugar meta meaning change in this case and balin refers to a throwing the throwing of changing uh in processing of glucose essentially so that's noradrenaline also known as nor norepinephrine. Um, acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter neuro brain or is nervous system. I'm sorry, trans across mitter coming from mitomitaria, which means to send neurotransmitter means to send across the nervous system, um, that helps transmit trans across mit to send to sends that sends across signals in the brain and body. Um, it comes from the chemical structure an acetate group and a choline molecule molecule and that combination of those two parts the acetyl comes from acetic acid acetic acid and choline which comes from the greek word chole meaning bile so acetyl refers to acetyl group um i'm not going to actually get too much into the chemistry there even though i was actually about to do that um but it's derived from acetic acid, while choline is a nutrient that the, that is really essential for human health. You find this a lot in like eggs and stuff like that. Choline is vital. Um, you need it in your body. It's going to help with muscle movement, uh, memory, learning, all that good stuff. Um, and acetylcholine is synthesized in the body by combining acetyl and choline. There you go. If you didn't know, now you know. Next one, dopamine. We we've been hearing about dopamine a lot. Dopamine again is a neurotransmitter, something that is sent ac- sent across the nervous system that plays a role in motivation, reward, and movement. Um, really, it is the it's the it's not just the reward, but it's also the motivation and getting you there to said reward. Right? That's what happens. That's why addiction happens. Is because you're given the dopamine without struggling to get to that reward, right? That's what drugs are doing to you, right? You are getting that dopamine hit without any sort of external, um, hormetic response or stress or, you know, whatever to get you to that reward. It's just given to you then and there. And then if you're continually getting these dopamine hits without ever striving for more, then that's where you get all this apathy and all of these people that are saying that they have ADHD when they really don't. Sorry, not sorry. I'm gonna at you guys because I'm sick of people, um enabling themselves by saying that they have something that they really don't have so that they can have a drug to take to mitigate whatever they're dealing with, than rather just dealing with the root problems, the root causes. And, you know, it's so funny that like, you know, hey, I'm I'm a very socially left person, but it's funny how so many of my friends that are very socially left, they're all about big pharma. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why do you guys care? Like... ADHD is a big pharma thing. It's, it's, it's trying to get you there. It's trying to keep you there. I mean, like I've seen ADHD when it's absolutely crucial. I've, seen, I've been in five Oh fours and IEP meetings with kids that truly have ADHD. And I know what it looks like because it is insane to see some of these kids deal with it. And it, it, it's, it's, it's truly, it's becoming more and more of a, a deal. Um, Gosh, got to love my ramble, bambles and getting all controversial. But um, you know what? That's what's happening with a lot of these people. I was reading a study, you know, all these people that are just more and more isolated and everything like that. Everybody's just smoking weed at home. They're, they they want to be on Zoom. They want to work and smoke weed and do nothing and be lazy. And where is the the drive in our society anymore? It's very interesting, I find. So with that being said, you know, it's like... It's like all of my, my, my socially left people, I'm like, aren't you guys like, no, uh, like I I, I would, I typically consider myself like a a granola hippie dippy kind of guy sometimes, you know, uh, that's why I don't like taking drugs. Like the last time I took Advil, um, God, I can't even remember. It was probably when I had to get a root canal. That wasn't my fault. It was actually the dentist messed up and I had to get a freaking root canal because of the dentist. Anyways, that was, it ruined my spring break last year, but you know what? Such is life and I've dealt with a lot of pain in my life. For some reason, I have a pretty high pain, pain tolerance. Anyways, doesn't matter. I don't care. You don't care. What we care about is how we can actually, um, utilize dopamine in its natural state. You know, dopamine is the motivation to then get to the reward, right? And it comes from the chemical structure, a combination of two molecules, dihox, uh, hydro, um, oxyphenylalanine and dopamine. I don't know. So that's really where it comes from. Dopamine is just derived from the combination of DOP, uh, from the chemical name three, four and an amine. Gosh, sometimes, sorry, y'all. But that's why I wanted to kind of dive into dopamine a little bit more in terms of just like the nuances and how it's kind of very much um, controversial nowadays. Um, but really it's, I think a lot of people are self-diagnosing themselves and self-inducing themselves with ADHD when they really don't have it. They just, uh, they need a little bit more stress in their life. To be honest, they need a little bit more of, um, to push, uh, uh we're too soft nowadays. I, I can say that as the hippy dippy granola socially left dude that I am, uh, everybody is like crazy soft. You remember when I talked about how like I was, I, 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 I literally, uh, you know, released the witch hunt on to me when I ha- had a comment when I was, I was just talking to some people and I was like, you know, I don't really, cause they were talking about how they're so content not working anymore and, and they're the happiest they've ever been. And I was like, you know, um, in my opinion and you know, I checked myself and made sure to say in my opinion, um, I don't. I don't equate happiness to contentment because contentment means stagnation and stagnation isn't really moving forward. And I'm always someone that's trying to move in a direction where I uh, am happy, but also I'm um, striving for more. And holy sh- uh, Nikes did that release the witch hunt onto me. And of course, all these people were, yeah, uh, you know, you know, of, of their own trope of their own camp. And it just gets obnoxious. Gets really freaking obnoxious, but it is what it is. You know, um, it goes to show as to why studies are showing that, uh, men nowadays are, uh, we've lost a lot of our upper body strength that we had. Um, you know 50 60 years ago and it's been uh studied and indicated through meta-analysis of uh, grip strength grip strength is a good indicator of overall upper body strength and um yeah we have soft hands now y'all you guys got to use your, your use your hands more you got to get outside and like do some yard work or something like that because uh, uh yeah i see too many soft soy boys out there and uh I am I am, I am making some people mad. I know I'm, but hey, it is what it is. I'm sorry. This is just who I am. If you don't like what I have to say, you don't have to listen to me. And that's the beauty of the internet, right? You can listen to what you want and then you can listen to what you don't want. And hey, that's okay. You don't have to be a keyboard warrior getting after me and listening to something that you don't want to listen to just for the sake of, uh, you know, starting an argument with me. You, you you can if you want to but that seems like wasted energy in my opinion um and with that being said I'm not going to waste any more energy on that and we're going to get into the next one aka adrenaline adrenaline here is uh known as epinephrine um and it is uh we talked about it already but we can talk about it a little bit more Adrenaline is a hormone and a neurotransmitter that helps the body respond to stress. It comes from its source, the adrenal glands, ad meaning towards renal, the kidneys. So adrenaline, again, derived from the Latin words ad, renal meaning near the kidney, towards the kidney, um, where adrenaline is produced. Next one, serotonin. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter something that is sent across the nervous system. There you go. Um, that is involved in mood, appetite, and sleep. Its name comes from its chemical structure, a combination of sero meaning serum and tonin meaning tonic, um, which means, um, a substance that is modified. Essentially tonic can also come from tonos, which means to stretch. So it's, a stretched serum, essentially, I don't know, is what it is. But serotonin, you know, that's um, when we are, it's believed that um, serotonin uh, is, uh, the lack thereof, serotonin is what brings on more depressive symptoms. That's why if you have depression, a lot of the time you're going to be put on an SSRI, a serotonin, a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, SSRI. Um, And that's what's going to get your serotonin levels back up um, to balance out your mood, your appetite, your sleep. Because when you have the lack thereof serotonin, that's all wonky. And when you're depressed, you may not want to eat. Maybe you overeat and that's how you cope. Maybe your mood is low. Maybe because of that mood, you want to sleep all the time. Okay. Because a lot of the time people that are depressed sleep all the time um, versus well, sometimes people that are depressed have a hard time sleeping and they're insomniac. In meaning not, somnos means sleep, um, I- yak pertaining to um, not sleeping is what a so- uh, insomnia means. Um, and insomniac is someone who is dealing with pertaining to no sleep essentially. So there you go. If you are taking an SSRI, rock on. That's going to help bridge that yap you don't want to be on them forever. Um, You can be on them forever, but again, like I say about ADHD, I do consider these things to be a little bit of a cash cow for big pharma so they can be used and utilized, but then we can understand how to deal with it a little bit more um, and get to the root cause. And that's what it's all about because once you get to the root cause, then you don't, you don't have to deal with all these other things that you got to hop all over that you have to, you know, take a drug to mitigate another symptom that that drug, um, you know, creates, and then you have to take another drug to mitigate that symptom. And then it's just masking of symptom, symptoms to symptom, to symptom, to symptom, and it's no bueno. Okay. All righty. The next one we're going to get into here is the code. Cortico- What is going on, Liam? Corticotropin releasing hormone, CRH, which is a hormone um, coming, or rather hormone coming from the Greek hormon, referring to set in motion, that stimulates the release of cortisol. Cortisol, which is a hormone that's going to get you up in the morning, right? It's a stress hormone. The name comes from its function of stimulating that release of corticotropin. Um, which is a hormone that stimulates those adrenal glands. Also, it gets its name from its role in stimulating that release of adrenal corticotropic hormone (ACTH), I believe is the acronym, uh, from the pituitary gland, um, which then, t- in turn, stimulates the release of cortisol from the adrenal gland. Gl- gl- grand gland. Um, there you go. If you didn't know, now you know. Cortico tropin releasing hormone is named for its function in releasing corticotropin from the pituitary gland cortico coming from cortisol the stress hormone tropin um, basically means what I was saying before is it like tropic to turn or to set in motion essentially so the setting in motion of that stress hormone next one vasopressin which is a hormone that regulates water body in the water balance in the body rather, uh, I need to stop getting tongue tied. Um, its name comes from its ability to constrict blood vessels. That's what we call vasoconstriction. Um, and an increase in blood pressure, vasopressin also known as antidiuretic hormone, anti meaning against dia means through uretic coming from urea, meaning urine, um, the against through of urine essentially, uh, because what is a diuretic? Diuretics are like coffee, anything that is going to create that flowing through the body. And in this case, urine, it can be, um, well, coffee makes me poop. I don't know about you, but it definitely also makes me pee. Um, so that's what a diuretic is, but antidiuretic is going to, what's going to help you retain those fluids. Um, and it is named so because it regulates the water balance by causing the kidneys to reabsorb water re back again ob away from absorb, uh to suck up to suck up away from back again um so again vasopressin is just going to come from um you know what it's doing vasoconstriction from the uh those va- vaso referring to those blood vessels the vessels and then pressin um, premeo means to press down essentially is where we get that from. So to press down or to press on the vessels essentially and creating that water balance in the body. I don't know. That one is a little bit of a linguistic, uh, out there one for you, but it's okay. Thyrotropin releasing hormone. TRH is a hormone that stimulates the release of thyroid-stimulating hormone, which regulates the thyroid gland. Um, Thyroid, in a lot of situations, deals with metabolic rate and all that kind of stuff. Its name comes from its function of stimulating the release of thyrotropin. Um, There you go. Not much etymology there. Oxytocin, however, is a hormone that is involved in social bonding, childbirth, and lactation. Its name comes from the ability to stimulate uterine contractions, oxytotic, and milk ejection, aka lactogenic, the production of lacto milk. Um, There you go. Oxytocin, that word, is derived from two Greek words. Oxy means quick where we get oxyclean from oxyclean quick clean right there you go oxyclean is even used in some Greek and tokos uh, meaning birth um, so thus the literal translation of oxytocin is quick birth um, oxytocin is a hormone that is primarily produced in the hypothalamus and released by the pituitary gland it plays a crucial role in childbirth and breastfeeding as it stimulates uterine contractions, like I talked about before, during labor and the milk ejection during breastfeeding. Oxytocin is also involved in social bonding, trust, empathy, e, e or m within, pathos, feeling, uh, the within feeling with people, and is released during the positive social interactions like hugging, kissing, cuddling, all that good stuff. Yeah. Get a little touch, touch, touch. Oxytocin is released through a lot of that touch, sensorial um, thing, feeling. Um, so there you go. And oxy, again, if you think about oxy, uh, oxyclean. I can't think of another one right now, but oxy means quick. gonadotropin releasing hormone is a hormone that simulates the release of luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone which regulates reproductive systems essentially. Um, re means back and or again. Pro means forth or before or forward. Ducoducere means to lead and T-I-V-E is the action of or pertaining to in this case. they per- pertaining to uh, leading forward back again. Reproductive, I don't know. The term gonadotropin is derived from the Greek words gonad, which means sex glands and tropin again, which means to stimulate. Tropin is also, um, it can, it can, it comes from tropos, which also can mean to turn, but in this case it's stimulate or it's the turning of the glands, the sex glands, I guess. Gonadotropins are hormones, hormon again, to set in motion. Um, that stimulate the gonads, which are the testes in males and ovaries in females. These hormones are released by the pituitary gland and include follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone, like I had mentioned in the past. So follicle-stimulating hormone uh, stimulates the growth and maturation of ovarian follicles follicles in, in females and sperm production in males. Um, while luteinizing hormone triggers ovulation in females and testosterone production in males. So the, um, the follicle stimulating is the growth and the maturation of the, the follicles, the follicular, the, the hair follicles. Um, whereas the luteinizing actually triggers the ovulation and, or the testosterone production from those, um, uh, follicles. Um, so they luteinize from said follicles. Gonadotropins play a crucial role in the regulation of reproductive processes in both men and women. If you didn't know, now you know, um, growth hormone, releasing hormone is a hormone that stimulates the release of growth hormone, um, which regulates growth and metabolism. Um, not much, not much to say here, uh, featuring a little bit of a yawn for some reason, but its name comes from you know stimulating the release of growth hormone that can happen uh, many a time. People think that growth hormone can be secreted when you are deep into a, um, a fast, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but also, you know what, hey, I like the hypothesis. If you guys can test and test and retest it, I would like to learn a little bit more. Um, and maybe those growth hormones, or maybe the growth of new cells and new structures uh, within the body, not really the growth of something like, you know, when we think about growth hormone, we think about muscles and we think about anabolic and all that stuff. So I don't know. Next one, catecholamines are a group of hormones and neurotransmitters to send across the nervous system, AKA what neurotransmitter etymologically means, which include adrenaline, noradrenaline, and dopamine. Their name comes from chemical structures, which includes a catechol group and an amine group. Um, so, there we go. Uh, a catechol is a six-carbon ring uh, with two hydroxyl groups. I do remember that. And then an amine group is just, you know, tacked on. Um, there you go. And just to reiterate, you know, talking about dopamine and all this stuff and ADHD in general, I mean, do, do we not realize that... Um, ADHD, the big pharma that we we uh, that we love all so much, is actually it's just it's an amphetamine. Yeah, I, I I don't know if you should be just taking and popping pills of amphetamine when really you've just you've just given yourself too many dopamine hits hits that you need to stop doing. And you need to, you need to get outside. You need to get away from your phone and you need to to embrace the wide world around you. There we go. I'm leaving it at that. Next one, histamine, which is a neurotransmitter, or hormone that is involved in inflammation, allergies, and gastric acid secretion. Histamine comes from the words histo meaning tissue and amine indicating its chemical classification as an amine. Um, I know that that compound was first isolated back in the early 1900s um, by a Sir Henry something. I forget. Um, but he named it histamine because it's present in various tissues. That's why he named it. Histamine is derived from the amino acid histidine and is involved in many physiological processes, including regulating gastric acid secretion, inflammation. Um, I don't like inflammation etymologically because it doesn't make a lot of sense. In meaning not, but flama means flame. Action of, the action of not being inflamed is what inflammation really means, which doesn't make any sense. I think when you're inflamed, you are flamed, not in, not flamed. But in can also mean into, I guess, maybe, I don't know. And it also uh, pertains to allergic responses as well. It is stored in mass, mast cells, uh, basophils um, and is released. And it's released rather can cause allergy symptoms, such as itching, swelling and difficulty breathing. There you go. If you didn't know, now, you know, next one, adreno corticotropic hormone, which is a hormone that stimulates the release of cortisol from the adrenal glands. It's a hormone produced in the pituitary gland that stimulates the adrenal gland and to produce cortisol. We've talked about this before. The term adrenal refers to the adrenal gland, while cortico refers to cortex or an outer layer, and in this case of the adrenal gland, and then tropic refers to the hormone's function of stimulating the secretion of another hormone, tropic to set into motion, essentially. Uh, Well, not really to set into motion, but to stimulate, and then hormone again, meaning to set in motion. Therefore, adrenocortico corticotropic hormone literally means a hormone that stimulates the adrenal cortex. The term ACTH, adrenocorticotropic hormone, is often used instead of its full name uh, or that acronym. And ACTH plays a vital role in regulating the body's responses to stress and maintaining a healthy immune system. If you didn't know, now you know. Orexin, also known as hypocritin or hypocritin, um, is a neurotransmitter that is involved in wakefulness and appetite, which I I think is very interesting that those are two related. But, you know, if you know, you eat some food, maybe that big bolus of food makes you kind of tired and then you get primed for sleep. Maybe that's why, I don't know. Its name comes from the discovery in the hypothalamus and its ability to stimulate food intake or exigenic. Orexigenic, this is also where we get anorexia, and means without orexia, well, orexis uh, means appetite. So anorexia means without appetite, orthorexia, ortho means upright or straight, um, This or right or correct. This is where we get um, orthodox, um, literally meaning the correct opinion, but that's kind of not humble of a word. But orthorexia, however, means the correct appetite. That's when people think that they can only eat "quote unquote" clean foods. Um, orexin and hypocretin are two names for the same neuropeptide, which is discovered independent, which was rather discovered independently by two different groups. Um, the name orexin comes from the fact that it was initially identified in a rat hypothalamus and was thought to play a role in appetite regulation; hence, the Latin word orexis, meaning appetite. Hypocritin, however, hypo meaning below, and then critin, uh, we'll get into it, comes from the hypothalamus and secretin, um, as it is synthesized in the hypothalamus and then acts as a neurotransmitter and sends, is sent across the nervous system to then regulate the wakefulness and or sleeping, hypocritin. The secreting from underneath the hypothalamus. Next one we have here, glutamic acid, a.k.a. glutamate, um, which is a neurotransmitter that is involved in learning, memory, and neuroplasticity. Its name comes from the chemical structure, a combination of a glutamine and and, an acid group. Not a acid group, an acid group. Come on, grammar, Liam. Galanin is a neuropeptide that is involved in pain perception, mood, and appetite. Its name comes from its discovery in the uh, galanin-containing neurons of the hypothalamus, and then it was named thereafter, um, uh, named after the river in France, the Galan River, um, from the, the discoverer, uh, Swedish scientist um, Elmquitz. I remember the last name because it was really weird, but I I, I don't remember, remember the first name. So yeah, it was named after a river. Somatocin is a hormone that inhibits the release of growth hormone, thyroid stimulating hormone, and insulin. Uh, its name comes from its function of inhibiting the release of somatotropin growth hormone. Somatis, somatostatin is so named because it inhibits the secretion of growth hormone from the pituitary gland. Um, Therefore, somatotropin or somatostatin, another name for the growth hormone, Um, soma refers to kind of like body, sensorial body. Statin meaning inhibiting, so inhibiting the, the body essentially. Because we have uh, something that is somatic versus psychosomatic. Soma refers to the body. Psychosomatic is the mind body. Substance P, our next one here. Substance P is a neuropeptide that is involved in pain perception, inflammation, and mood. Its name comes from its discovery as a substance that stimulates the release of histamine from mast cells. Substance comes from the Latin word substantia. I went into this a little bit before, but I'll do it again. Can never go, and never they can never not appreciate words more than once, right? Um, substantia, which means that which stands under or in place. In philosophy, substance refers to the essential nature of something that makes it what it is. In chemistry, substance refers to a type of matter that has a uniform and definite composition. Um, the word substance can also refer to a drug or a chemical compound with psychoactive or therapeutic properties. And in legal context, substance refers to the essential content or meaning of a law or agreement. Um, overall, the word substance indicates the fundamental nature of essence or essence of something that is essential to its existence or function. There you go. Just wanted to go deep into it all. All that good stuff. Beta endorphin is an endorphin that is involved in pain relief and mood regulation. Its name comes from its position in the endorphin molecule and its ability to bind to a beta opioid receptor. Endorphin is a contraction of endogenous morphine. That's what it really means. Um, And it was originally believed to be a molecule similar to morphine that was produced by the body. If you didn't know, now you know. Last one, neurotensin. Neurotensin comes from the words neuro related to nerves or um, the nervous system. And tensin, which refers to its ability to cause contraction in smooth muscles. Tensin coming from teneo, which means to hold or to stretch in Latin. Um, The holding of nerves, the stretching of nerves um, across smooth musculature. Neurotensin is a neuropeptide that is found in the central nervous system and gastrointestinal tract. It is made up of 13 amino acids and is involved in regulating a variety of physiological processes. In the nervous system, it plays a role in pain perception temperature regulation and the control of appetite in the gastrointestinal tract. However, it helps to regulate the release of digestive enzymes, the secretion of said enzymes, and the absorption and reabsorption of nutrients. With that being said, I don't think I have any more neurohormones to go over. And I know that that was a lot of information. So, hey, Thanks for being here. Thanks for learning something new or wanted to learn something new. And maybe I helped you out with uh, maybe an exam or, uh, I don't know, a, you know, your meds class or your whatever. With well, that being said, though, I'll leave it at that. I won't ramble bamble any longer. I appreciate you guys. Thank you again. And remember, before we all head out, look down at your legs, down at your stomach, Maybe put your the palm of your right or left hand on your heart and feel your heartbeat, and remember to thank all those things that you forget to thank. Because I love my body, I thank my body and my mind and my soul. And sometimes I need to remember to do that, because my body doesn't doesn't know sometimes that I I love it the way that I do. Because sometimes I can be pretty harsh to it as well. And I know that we all can be harsh to our bodies, and sometimes we need to take a step back and be like, you know what? Thank you for dealing with the abuse that I put you through sometimes, and thanks for thanks for carrying this vessel throughout this life. And until next time, tempus est discedere.